to another edition of Rebellion Research's educational series. Today, we're very lucky to have a brilliant quant, someone who has spoken at a number of conferences that I've attended and I've heard her speeches. Olga Kane brings a wealth of information on the direction of the quant industry. And that's what I wanna talk about today. Olga, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be on your show. Oh, it's my pleasure. You know, as uh, someone who's been spending his entire life in AI and quantitative hedge funds, I, I wonder about, you know, is this COVID a time where we're going to see a lot of hedge funds go down? Will we see new ones start? Where do you see the direction of the industry? I see the situation with the COVID as the like turning point because the industry has been like from my perspective, uh, in a like major existential crisis. Because like over the last few years, like no, nobody was happy in this industry, right? Investors were not happy with underperformance of hedge funds. Hedge funds were not happy with the fact that it became harder than, than ever to raise capital, especially for like early startups, for early stage hedge funds, for like newcomers. And we've been talking about like, evolution of the hedge fund industry, right? Like machine learning, big data, alternative data, new generation of, of hedge funds. But I feel like early this year, we, we saw a lot of hedge funds like losing money. We saw uh, incumbent uh, business yeah. models. Yeah, right. But also, but also some, other, some other businesses, they actually um, were much better positioned to take advantage of the situation. So I think it's going to be that the change is going to be much more rapid, right? Than we thought before, because we don't really have, like, it's so obvious that the existing business model doesn't really work that well. Oh. And so when you say existing business model, are you talking about fee structure? Are you talking about what specifically are you referencing? Right. There are two things that I would like to bring up. First, of course, it's a fee structure. Nobody's happy with because from the investor perspective, investors, they, they've been pushing towards lower fees because they think they're overpaying like two and 22% management fee and 20% of incentive or performance fee. Um, it, it now, like there are a lot of people who think that it is too much, it's too expensive. At the same time, I hear a lot from early stage managers that how are we supposed to build the business, right? How are we supposed to invest in infrastructure and hire people and retain the team if we were not able to cover our costs? So from, from the investor perspective, I think that the key to um, building like alignment of interest between investors and managers is just changing this fee structure. Because basically, um, and you know it's a topic for a different discussion to like dive deeper into how this uh, how this fee structure actually creates like unfair risk distribution and also uh, really like wrong incentives for investment managers for hedge fund managers to become asset gatherers rather than uh, alpha generators, and that's against the entire idea of investing in hedge funds. Right, because basically by pushing the fees down, by uh, by trying to by, tr by incentivizing investment managers to uh, raise more capital, they actually turn into like beta 
capturers, like access products for capturing market risk. And that's not what the idea of a hedge fund was initially. On the hedge fund side, um, I really don't think that's fair to try to, um, you know, charge more, more in fees, trying to cover your costs. Because think about any other business in any other uh, industry. Can you imagine like a founder of, of a newly launched startup that would overcharge their clients for their product only because they need to cover their expenses? Oh, of course. You think of the great VCR wars of 1991 and the Japanese were giving them away for free because, you know, right. they wanted, you know, consumer uh, appreciation. Right. Like, like overcharging just because you need to cover your costs wouldn't fly in any other industry, right? But in a hedge fund space, at some point, that was like a, that was a normal practice in the industry. And obviously, it's happy with that. So I think in the future, especially because hedge funds are becoming more and more technologically focused, and there are so, uh, so many, you know, funds that now use alternative data, use machine learning in their process, and the industry overall is becoming more technologically advanced. So I think what's going to happen, and that's my prediction, I, I think that's a, that's a good business to be in. Um, I envision like venture capital style firms that will be investing in hedge funds as businesses Got to it. help them build, in, build infrastructure, to help them invest in uh, infrastructure, invest in data, which is obviously very expensive as well. Do you see like a, a roll-up style of investing the way, you know, you know, Valiant or, you know, other companies have gone out and acquired many other businesses? Do you see kind of, you see that as the future for hedge funds being, you know, acquired in a, a large pool? Um, yeah, that may happen as well. I mean, like some of the most successful hedge fund managers, they're actually multi-manager funds, even though we, a lot of times we refer to them as like major quants, but they not not really quant, they're like multi-manager, multi-strategy uh, uh, business model. So yeah, that definitely works. And I think consolidation is something that's gonna happen, but it's not the only way. Like I'm talking more about like literally venture capital and slash private equity style of investment. Yeah, no, I see, I see where, you, where you're going at. You're talking about uh, Carlisle and Apollo maybe one day coming in and- Pretty much, pretty much, more like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe uh, at the very beginning, it might be something like incubator, more like Y Combinator or, you know, that kind of style. And so you think this will answer the need for distribution in, in terms of getting the product in front of more capital and eyeballs? I mean, how, how, distribution is always, you know, the great question for hedge funds. How do great strategies get more uh, capital? Do you think there'll ever be an answer to that? Uh, yes. And first of all, I think the answer to that is the product. For example, in our company, uh, we are fortunate to start, we started as a proprietary trading firm. So when we launched this company last year, we already had, you know, capital and we had the opportunity to actually focus on building the strategy, focus on building the product. So we are not particularly pressured to raise capital. But I know a lot of like fellow uh, hedge fund managers that are super talented and they're great quants, but unfortunately they had to go out of business only because they failed to raise capital. I also know of other examples where people started raising capital and because they had connections, uh, they were like well known in the industry, they managed to raise too much capital too soon. 
And you know, when you're not ready for that from the infrastructure perspective, when the strategy is capacity constrained, what's gonna happen is, you know, they, they started losing money, investors got disappointed. But the worst thing is, investors have been paying for building this infrastructure. And now at some point, because they, they were just product consumers, they were just hedge fund investors, and they had to leave, they had to redeem, and they will never be able to like actually uh, take advantage and like benefit from the infrastructure they paid for. Mm -hmm. And that was exactly like my point when I said, there's probably a room for investors in venture capital style and private equity style to help build the infrastructure so that then they can actually benefit from that infrastructure. Uh, no, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, what about banks? Do you see banks coming in more or do you see banks going away from hedge funds? I think it's um, it's a matter of regulation. Uh, I think banks, they would definitely, what I see right now on the sell side at least, is that banks are focusing more on serving the new generation of hedge funds. They're focusing on alternative data, on providing more of a, like, you know, data products rather than um, old fashioned research. So I see a lot of, um, a lot of transformation in this respect. So do you see the, the, the incubation process of the hedge fund changing in time? I mean, when you have some talented 25 or 30 or 35 year old trader from Goldman Sachs or Millennium, where do you see the process of you know, that hedge fund starting? Well, again, I think from the hedge fund standpoint, from the hedge fund perspective, it should start with building a product, with focusing really on the strategy rather than raising capital, at least at the early stage. But it has a lot to do with the process on the allocator side. Because right now what happens is, like most of the capital, and you've probably seen that if you're, if you're uh, looked up the trends in the industry, that the majority of the capital is flowing into larger funds. Mm -hmm. So why it happens, it's, it's just an operation, it's a matter of operational process. So imagine like a, an institutional investor, a pension fund, like whatever. And let's say they have like half a billion dollars allocated to hedge fund strategies. And then they need to allocate that portion of their portfolio among different hedge funds. Now, they only have so many people and the due diligence process is very comprehensive and it is very time consuming. And also not only need to select those managers, you actually need to keep track on their, of their performance, their operational performance, you know, to avoid fraud or like any kind of- Yeah, um, it's easier to invest with the large guys, of course. Of course. Right, and Box so- So many boxes to be checked, you know, the more boxes you have to be checked, the more, you know, potential smaller funds will, you know, fall off. Of course, so they don't. Ju they just don't have a capacity to even look at smaller hedge funds. And are hedge funds doomed? Them? I mean, are, are is the future of hedge fund, you know, death? I mean, are we going to have hedge funds in fifty to one hundred years? Oh, no, I'm not sure about a hundred years, but um, I think we will definitely have hedge funds. They're probably going to be a different business model. And what I'm coming, um, so when I said. It is a matter of operational process on the allocator side. I think if we find a way to quantify uh, investment talent and to actually make this, this process more automated, because think about it, for example, like the fund I work for, our edge is that we employ machine learning and that's why we can do 
like there are six of us, right? And we can do things that like 20 years ago, we would need 2000 people to do, right? In terms of investment research. So the reason why we can work, why we can work with such enormous amounts of data and big data and alternative data is because we have machine learning, right? We have the automated process. So what if a hedge fund allocator, or I don't know, like a, a new, new generation of hedge fund allocator can actually build a fairly automated process. I mean, I know it's not going to, it's probably not going to be like deep learning kind of process because we like, we don't have enough data points, but what if they would focus on building actually an automated process of deal sourcing? And this way they would have a capacity to look at instead of like keeping track of 10 managers that manage $1 billion each, what about if they can look at smaller managers, those managers that you just, just brought up, who, for example, used to work for Millennium, or they just right out of school, maybe they just like a talented quant. But right now, they don't really have an opportunity to showcase what they can do because they can't raise capital. And if we change, like we as an industry, if we change the process on the allocator side and with automation, with help of machine learning, or at least the idea of machine learning and using uh, data in the right way, right? And so if we automate and quantify that approach to manager selection and to manager sourcing, then we will be, the allocators and uh, asset owners will be able to get access to those smaller investment managers because there were, I'm not just making it up, like the, uh, those were studies that show that smaller managers outperform, which makes sense because a lot of uh, alpha generating strategies are capacity constrained. But also, I, you know, my argument for smaller managers is that they'll take on more risk and that over time risk, you know, uh, you know, FEMA French risk will outperform over the long period of time, you know, in a, uh, a large basket. But nevertheless, uh, you know, uh, yes, there's a whole pool of these smaller managers that don't uh, you know, get access, if you will. But I, I remember you saying at a conference maybe a year and a half ago that you see fundamental investing thriving as well. Uh, I, so are you still bullish on the hedge fund industry in total quant and fundamental, or are you less bullish on maybe fundamental investing? Um, I'm bullish on hedge fund industry. The only thing I think should change is we should, we should distinguish like alpha generating hedge funds from uh, beta products, from just access products to capture market risk, which is nothing wrong with that. I mean, those are great products and they are necessary, but let's not pretend they're hedge funds, let's not pay two and 20 and then get disappointed, right? I think that should be like a polarization, if you will. And in this alpha space where we should look for like an actual talent and there shouldn't be, they're not supposed to be many hedge fund managers, right? It's supposed to be a highly competitive space. But that said, I don't think like in the foreseeable future, we're going to be like all automated and, you know, artificial intelligence will take over the space. Do you see fundamental traditional value investing, you know, continuing to thrive or do you see like a, like a slow steady attrition rate? What do you see for that industry? I quite frankly, I've never liked generalizing when it comes to a hedge fund industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, because again, that's a, that's a game of skill. And we're talking about like, picking the best of the best, it's really hard to generalize. 
if you can't generalize, that means that something is not right and there are too many people in the space and the competition is just not, it's not strong enough, right? So I do believe that there is a, there is a room for, for talented fundamental managers and I do believe that they will be using like alternative data and elements of uh, data science in their process. But the nature of their process, I don't think it's going to change. I don't think that, you know, everybody is going to be like statistical arbitrage all, all this. All this also, while we're on, do you think the machine learning bubble is too big? Do you think it's, it's like overblown? Or do you think it'll continue to grow? I mean. I think it will continue to grow. I think... Well, speaking about bubble, maybe to some extent it is a bubble, but I think it has, it's just a matter of, you know, education and how much people are willing to learn about, you know, how to interact with this new generation of managers, how to distinguish like the truly, you know, re revolutionary uh, technology from just the marketing hype. Yeah. Because to some extent when it's a black box and you can just say, I'm not going to explain it because it's my trade secret. It's a black box. Like you're not going to understand anyway. It is very easy to cover something, you know, like wrongdoing or, you know, not doing what? anything for that matter. So yeah, that is a risk, the risk in it. But, you know, as long as people take time and, and put some effort in trying to understand how to minimize the risk, because, even though it is a black box, like obviously artificial intelligence is a black box because you're not, like, you're not completely explain how it makes decisions, right? I mean, you know, explainable AI is definitely on, on the up. Uh, at Rebellion Research, you know, we've uh, made it so that, you know, we can, uh, you know, it's not fully explainable, but we can show the features that uh, were, you know, instrumental in making a prediction and so if the system decides it likes nestle for instance you know we can look back and say okay you know these were the 50 or 70 positive features that the system liked about nestle and its environment so you know we can kind of go back and pull it out uh, i don't know if you you know does that technically fit as explainable ai but it's a, it's a great way to uncloak uh the black box because i think you know black box investing is very tougher from a fundraising perspective and i think you know it's uh, you've got to be able to explain your program at this point yes definitely to some extent and yes you're right there are some uh some level of explainability and transparency into artificial intelligence and how algorithms make decisions but when it comes to hedge fund space there is another another level of secrecy because obviously as a hedge fund you don't want to disclose like certain sensitive information when it comes to your strategy or your investment process however there are certain things that a hedge fund can disclose and should disclose which which doesn't allow anyone to reverse engineer their strategy. Like for example, it has never been like a common practice in the hedge fund industry, for example, to report daily performance. Can you really like reverse engineer something? Okay, uh, even if it's a fair concern. Mm -hmm. well, what about general, like I use reinforcement learning on options prices. Do you think mm -hmm. you know, that, amount, that amount is necessary, of course, but I mean, how much deeper do you think a fund needs to go? It really depends on like what your investors are comfortable with. Yeah. But again, like 
obviously there should be some level where hedge fund will not be disclosing what they're doing because that's their edge. That's, that's the reason they're in business to begin with. But again, there are certain metrics and they're applicable to different types of strategies. They're probably going to be different for option trading versus equity, but there are certain metrics that you can and should as an allocator, as an investor, you should collect and build a data set of those metrics and be able to analyze them. And that wouldn't compromise the you know, sensitive information of the hedge fund. But at the same time, that would give a certain level of transparency and certain level of comfort with what is going on with that fund, right? With their portfolio. So then you support the SEC change for uh, the three and a half billion dollar cutoff for 13Fs, allowing more secrecy for these managers and allowing their edge to be you know, more closely uh, kept. Uh, it's that's an interesting question. I quite frankly, I think there are other places to collect this information from. I just recently, I, I think I shared it on LinkedIn. There was an um, interesting research about the connection between uh, and the correlation between uh, the fund secrecy, even in respect to their own investors and the funds. Uh, outperformance. Mm -hmm. And what they found is uh, like a couple of different interesting fi findings. They found that there was no direct correlation. So the secretive fund doesn't necessarily outperform. And another interesting finding was that even though some funds, they've been requesting confidential treatment when it comes to uh, filing 13F, they were more than willing to disclose their, their uh, large holdings in hedge fund databases for, for uh, prospective investors. Yeah. So probably there, there will be like other places to take this information from and, you know, like 13F, they've been delayed and they've never shown like short positions anyway. So I don't think it's going to like be the end of the world, but, you know, probably the, I, I see the trend in the industry towards transparency, not the other way around. Yeah, it's weird really that it happened because it seems to be a, you know, a reversal of what everyone in finance wants uh, in a post uh, you know, made up environment. It seems to be less transparent, but maybe the hedge fund lobby has gotten very powerful. Uh, it certainly will alle right. alleviate a lot of cost. It'll be a lot, you know, it's going to make life a lot cheaper for the hedge fund managers, but you know, that isn't normally the primary concern of the Washington regulator to alleviate cost for hedge fund managers. Okay. So, you know, yeah, I don't think it's going to be like a, such a, a, such a huge, like, cost saving on the hedge fund side anyway. So it's, it's kind of, that was a kind of strange explanation to, to this. So my last question is about reinforcement learning. Do you have a strong opinion on reinforcement learning? Is that uh, a learning you're passionate about or is there a specific machine learning that you're most passionate about? Um, well, when it comes to the types of machine learning and the reason I normally don't discuss it like when i speak at conferences and and stuff is because again maybe i'm wrong but from what i've learned and from what i've seen uh normally successful investment managers that um, uh, employ machine learning in their investment processes it is not just you know one type of machine learning it's not something they just you know took from the shelf and started using um, you know, it is a combination of a lot of different, uh, a lot of different methods. Uh, to your point on reinforcement learning, I do think it is a, 
it is a meaningful tool when it comes to uh, investment research as an application. So yeah, I, I, I am a believer in, in that. I think people have to realize that, you know, quant investing is very much a two-step process and that there's the alphas generated and then there's the optimization of those alphas. And so taking, you know, your pool of alphas and creating the portfolio, that's everything. At the same time, there's the argument for saying that the actual alphas themselves are everything. So it's definitely a multi-layered process and it's an intricate process. And like you said, you know, it, it's, it's one where that's the whole value of the hedge fund is their edge. And so you know, thank yeah, you so much for coming on today. This, this was wonderful. My, my last question is what, what is your, your parting words of wisdom? What words of wisdom? Yes. What, what, what would you say is your you know, big speculative idea for 2020 and how finance will be changed? Um, I don't really have a big speculative idea. Um, I would rather bet on ideas, you know, that take time, take a lot of effort, but in the long run, you know, steadily bring, bring some results. Um, so I do believe in, you know, building the process and being transparent because I've seen a lot of people make a lot, make, made a lot of money during this, this crisis. And also I've seen a lot of people, uh, they lost a lot of money. So I think you should just, you should stick to your guns and like whatever, whatever process you've been building. Those are great words of wisdom. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. So uh, thank you so much for coming on today. You were a wonderful guest and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you.